go ahead and start by saying George is a dickhead before he gets his chance to say anything. Check, check. Let me make sure my headphones is up. And there we go. Should be good. Can you hear anything? You look nervous. No, I'm just I'm annoyed because I'm sweaty. I didn't know I was going to <laughs> Having the hoofing on the uh, you, you could, bro. <laughs> Wayne not gonna judge you too much. You know, he only the top fashion producer in all of Philadelphia. Yeah, nah, man. He only talking shit, man. <laughs> you know, that's what's word? Congratulations. Well, I mean, I'm. It's bad. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. That was what I was gonna say. Where'd you try to start? You want some Jameson? I brought it. You ain't boss shit. All right, cool. Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast, right, everybody. Cool. Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast, everybody. <laughs> the most professional podcast you've ever been on. Yes, sir, man. We, we rolling. You feel me? We got my boy. <laughs> we got my boy Wayne in here, originally distinct. What's up, y'all? You know, we about to talk this high-end fashion shit. Yes, Maybe sir. we'll learn a little bit along the way. You know, we like to have fun and, you know, fuck around. So, you see like how much fun, Larry. No, people no. say I don't. People say people used to call me Angry Larry. That was my I'm thing. Just, <laughs> for sure, I believe that. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was my thing in college and then in high school. He was like, "Why are you always so angry?" I was like, "Cause I don't want to fucking be here." But Actually, yeah, yeah, that's that's about right. That's yeah, about right. you know what I'm saying. Well, we gonna have to take like 15 breaks for Glenn's sweat, bro. Hey, but, man, I you nervous you as shit. I'm not nervous. Bro. <laughs> we got all these lights <laughs> on that sweat. Hey, man, come on. Nah, but Wayne, go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. Please tell us about your company. Uh, what it is that you do, and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna have some fun in here today. What's up, everybody? So this is Weez. I go by Weez Gordon Jr. Um, originally distinct is the brand. Um, everything falls under originally distinct from the art, the fashion, and the lifestyle. And yeah, we just building a world around art. And you met Larry in high school. Yeah. Tell me a little about high school Larry. Man, high school Larry was my guy. You feel me? Like, why are played... you trying to throw me under the fucking I'm just bus, bro? To learn a little more. Now we got an opportunity to learn K-pop. about <laughs> high school Larry. You so. know, we played we played basketball and shit. He probably wasn't that good. Right? You know, um, we played on the ball team. Look, yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was ass a little bit too. I was all right, but <laughs> after my freshman year, my hoop dreams is shot. You know, <laughs> it just, it, that shit just turned to recreation. Yo, bro, how you let Matt Bush take your spot, bro? Look, it is what it is. Shout out Matt, man. <laughs> it is what it is. So, you know that if that shit didn't happen, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I probably would have had some hoop dreams, thinking I can go to college and play ball. Like me, my dumbass <laughs> out there paying fifty thousand dollars a year, quick. right? Fifty thousand dollars a year to walk on. Jesus Christ, bro. Uh, no, but um, I like I said earlier, I know you was kind of always like into art, but like, mm-hmm. when did you when did you realize like, oh, this is this is my thing. This is what I want to do. Yo, I'm in college. Um, I always knew I was creative. I just never knew how I was creative. Like my mind was just all over the place and shit. Mm-hmm. So when it came to school projects and shit, I always used to be creative on getting shit done. Yeah. And um, but then when I got to college, you know, it was more of like I want to be known for doing something. So I started the brand, started designing T-shirts, and I wanted to be known as the guy that people come to before the college parties and get a little T-shirt. Yeah. And my success, like I found my passion, basically. 
Was it originally distinct in college? Or was it originally come? distinct in college? Or? So distinct was always the model um, for me, um, but it was called handwritten. So yeah. handwritten was the brand. Oh, like and basically hand, the, the model of handwritten was distinct because we always... We, we all got a distinctive handwriting. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's basically telling people to just be comfortable with being you. That's mad creative. <laughs> Word, um, real shit. That is. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Even when I saw the name, I, I remember it was handwritten and then you started putting originally distinct on everything. Yeah. yeah. Originally distinct was just more me, more organic, more real. I think it's more scalable for the world. Yeah. I agree. I think something... It has the the brand kind of feel to it. Like mm -hmm. when I think of originally distinct, it's like um, it's like a, it sounds like a household name, like an express or yeah. something like that. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what you were going for. Yeah, just like being known as originally distinct, you okay. know, uh, and just starting from the art. You know, for me, originally distinct starts from the art, and um, you know, when you see originally distinct, you see like the handwriting on it. On, on the clothes it's like it's my distinctive handwriting yeah, so it's yeah. like embracing me yeah. and basically being self being self-explanatory of who I am I'm originally distinct mm -hmm. um I mean so I'm, I'm living my fucking I'm living my goals I'm living my dreams this is what I am what I am is what I do that's a bar feel me uh, <laughs> <laughs> ad libs you feel me right I'm in the big <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna just think, also introduce Glenn too because you skipped over that you fuck. Uh, I don't have to introduce. He's part of the man cave, bro. He's been here one time. He's our actually our first like guest to come back on. Wait, that's, that's the first time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. That repeat guest. Yeah. Um, and there re there's a reason I brought him on. Why? Because uh, I told you Glenn has always been into fashion. He's he always did. been to apparel. Apparel is always something that he's wanted to mm -hmm. get into, right? Uh, and. If I can get him connected to somebody that's within that world, I'm going to take that opportunity. Obviously, sure. we're recording this and putting this out for other people, but there's nothing like an in-person engagement like we spoke about before. But, but how much are we getting paid off of introducing Glenn to I can, so, so, bro. I can give you a little something. <laughs> little something. <laughs> I just got paid. Oh, that's, <laughs> what, bro, that's we, what he got We get hey, keeping the day, bro. Listen, <laughs> you got to go through me and George to get access to all that's this. Cool. We had the financial advisor <laughs> on, bro. Well, my mom, all right. We had, we mind, had, we, listen, the tax guy we brought on, your mom know personally, true, bro. True. Listen, we, we set in the standard for the city, bro. So you got to pay to play, Glenn. I don't know what to tell you, man. You right, you right. I mean, put me on payroll and then I'll just give it back. <laughs> <laughs> give it right payroll? Hey. This, this shit free. So tell us a, lo a little bit about when you decided to start in college. Like, what were your first designs looking like? Did you feel confident in them? Or looking back now, you thought, maybe I could have did it differently. I mean, when I started in college, I really started by hiring a graphic designer okay. to design the logo. And basically... Once I really got into my own creativity, that's when I started expressing my own self and doing my own designs. But starting out, I hired a graphic designer. Do you feel like there's something that drives like what what was that what was that feeling like where you was like, yo, I can actually do this shit myself? Like what's the drive behind your creativity, do you think? So basically when I was in you know, I was promoting parties. Yeah. So I was promoting parties first in um high school and college. But then I was in parties and I was kind of falling out of love with that. And I used to be in the parties. That's when streetwear just started becoming popular. Yeah. And basically, I was like, I want people in the clubs and in these places to wear my stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's what kind of gave me the fuel to be like, I'm going to start my own thing and kind of 
create my own wave. And um and yeah, you know. It just kinda took off from there. And basically I had the support being on a college campus, I had the support of people on the campus. Um and just being known. So I was like my own fraternity. You uh, know? That's actually a dope way to look at that shit. <clears throat> I'm curious, did you have like an inspiration for for getting into art or getting into your own brand? Like did you did was somebody you watched or knew growing up? Have their own thing, doing their own thing. And you're just like, oh, that's what I want to do that. So I didn't really have too many inspirations, but I'm going to tell you one. Um, it was like this group. I mean, it wasn't too many brands out as it is now. Like, So this was back in 2011. It wasn't really too many brands out, but one brand that I can really remember was a brand called Babylon Cartel. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, that's um, Gianni Lee um, and this boy named Corey Towns. And Corey Towns actually went to Lincoln. Um, so I used to see him wearing his hoodie, um, the Babylon Cartel hoodie and shit. And that was kind of an inspiration right there on a smaller scale. But once I started getting into it myself, it became me being a student, being a sponge and studying other dope shit. Right. Was Corey black? Yeah. So that's what they talk about when they say representation matters, bro. Because he saw somebody else doing it. He I was need like, a snoring button when he said that. <laughs> Do we got one that say, suck my dick? You should. <laughs> Fucking bitch. Every time I say something about black people, you start hating. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, no, go ahead. Talk more about eat a whatever dick. you're talking about. Right. <laughs> that's, that's scary. Right, bro. What the fuck? Damn. We can't be great. Go ahead. That side is light skin. We over here. We We darker, you know. <laughs> What? That's why I got the lights on you. I know, right? I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to get in where I fit in. You know, bro. It's a, it's a dark skin thing. Hating ass nigga. But nah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like representation matter, bro. When you see somebody who looks like you doing something, and it don't seem so far fetched. It's like, yo, like if he can do this shit, I can fucking do it, right? So he's we's watching Corey do it. And he's like, yo, I could tap into this, man. And this, I think at that time, like streetwear. And brands started really becoming. That was like the. I for me. I mean, you know, you have brands that been out before 2011. But for me, in my age, being like 20, you get what I'm saying. That's when I. That was that time where I really started getting into that, yeah. and becoming exposed to different brands. And it wasn't that many that I was really exposed to. So it it it, it became an interest to me. So you went from doing like t-shirts and just like regular streetwear. I see you sporting your own shit today. Yep. Of course, you represent. Yes, right. You feel what, me? What was that like trying to scale? Because I know, I hear people like Kanye talk about, oh, like you know they trying to keep me out. They trying to like hold me down. They don't want that niggas to grow. They don't want <laughs> niggas to you know what I'm saying like. So what was that like going from just kind of like streetwear regular stuff? Now you got your own sneakers, Jack. Like how was it for you? Like and did, was it like a bunch of roadblocks and stuff to like kind of talk about that that journey? I mean, for real, for real, it was more about learning business. So mm-hmm. I kind of went through this wavy path. You know, after you graduate college, you take a little job. It took me a while to gain confidence to be like, "Yo, this one I'm doing full force." Mm-hmm. You know, um, this is it was my side thing for a while, but I had to go and learn business. You know, and learn how to like, yeah, learn business. This. And, and that's where did through, you go to learn your like business? I mean, I went to school for business, okay. but I think you learn more in experience. Of course, yeah. So after I graduated, you know, I took a, I had like a little teaching job for like a year. I got fired. That wasn't <laughs> me. Like I was just trying to make some money. Yeah, you know, they yeah. like get out of here. You ain't no teacher. Right. You feel me? So then I started working with my homie in real estate. He was building a startup, 
And, you know, real estate development, you know, that kind of taught me, when real estate development kind of taught me, like, how to raise money and how to structure things. And, and basically, you know, I took that knowledge and kind of applied it to my brand. Um, and basically doing pre-orders and doing that type of stuff helped me scale to get more inventory and, you know, develop higher quality product. So with you saying that you was basically your your own fraternity in college, like people knew you, right? Yep. Once you started putting stuff out, people wanted it, right? Yep. What was life after college? Like, did you struggle to then get people that you didn't know to buy your stuff? Or did the success from college carry over? No, it, de- it definitely yeah. didn't carry over. Like, college was just one thing. You feel me? Like, I mean, I had my knit of people that I knew from college, but then coming back to the city, you know, Philly is a different animal compared to a close knit of people that you know on a campus. So I kind of had to like start fresh, you know, and like, but basically build my community here in Philly, yeah. you know? So what the part of what I did was I, I built it like a creative space. I used to have like an event space back in like 2016 and 18. And that was just for creative people to come through, okay. throw their own events and, I thought that, you know, these people coming in to this space, you know, they'd be exposed to my brand automatically. Um, Some people was, some people wasn't. Some people was just interested in the space themselves, you know. But that was my way of kind of trying to build community back in in Philly. And coming back to Philly, did you kind of feel pressure of creating a bunch of new, like, designs? Um, were you like, all right, I know I had the designs from college that worked. Let me try to use that in Philly. And like, what, what was that like? Just pushing out designs. Like, did mm-hmm. you feel a stress or a requirement to do so? No, because it wasn't like, I wasn't all in. I was like doing this on one side, trying to really make money. Yeah. And then I had my t-shirts and my merchandise on the other side um, of trying to really, you know, sell but not trying to depend on it so i was making what i liked you know and that's how that's how i always been just making what i feel making what i like give a fuck you're like i'm not paying attention to the demand i'm doing what i yeah Yeah, like i'm doing this for me like Like now since i'm really into art more and i'm a student of the game now i study like now i'm really studying i'm i'm studying like what's going on but i'm also still being me yeah do you my bad no 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 you got do you remember what the community was like before you started to engage with it? Do I remember what the community was like before I started to engage with it? Like underground. Like, you know, it's more of an underground scale, right. you know. Do you feel like it's still that way? Um, not 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 for me, but I think the underground is necessary because the underground got a bunch of creatives that's like inspired. Inspired to go to the next level, inspired to collaborate, inspired to like, you know, just know who you are. So um, that's how it was. But yeah. From a logistics standpoint, like what what was it like for you trying to find people who could produce like the quality of materials and stuff that you wanted to put out? Like for me, that shit always been easy because it's like really. Like, we got Google. Like, so it's like, I mean, now it's different. We got access to so much information through different channels. Yeah. I don't even want to go into, like, AI and all that. But Google, you feel me? Google, YouTube is like, yo, if I want to know something, all I got to do is type it in on Google. Yeah. 
hit some links, find 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 these resources, reach out. So I never been I never been like that. Never been a problem for me. That never been like a something that I was uncomfortable with doing. I was always like nerdy enough to be like, yeah, I'm gonna learn this shit. So right, you mean so- to tell me you just sitting in the bed at two o'clock in the morning? He's like, I want to make a fucking sneaker, and you just googled. How to make a fucking and that and you just figured it out? Like, yo, um, with this with the sneaker thing, but even with that, Google, you can type in like yo, sneaker manufacturers or something like okay. that. Oh, There's gonna okay. be some it's gonna be some resources that pop up. Um, but like when I made my sneaker, I kind of understood the process of how to create. Like I was I'm I'm sketching out my own stuff, you know, I'm sketching out my own designs. And then my fiance, she created the sneaker before me. Mm. Um back in like 2017. So it was like I was just at, at that point in time, I was a sponge. I was more of like I took the back seat. Um I was on side by side with her, letting her like not letting her, but on the road with her. Like, yo, we going to New York trying to get sneakers trying to get sneakers in this boutique or we going to DC to try to shop these sneakers to a boutique so that kind of gave me a a chance to learn of what to do and what not to do Mm -hmm. you know so when I approach it in my way I can approach it in a better you have a picture of yeah I can show it to you but that's crazy did you hear that his his partner actually helped him and supported him in the mud get to where he is. You heard that shit? That. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. Oh, like one day, one day she just woke up like, I want to design a sneaker. And I was like, go, let's fucking do it. Go yeah. ahead. You know and that what I'm speaks volumes on him because he, like he said, he took the back seat. Like mm-hmm. you was like, all right, let me learn from this. Instead yeah. of like you wanting to take the lead or feeling like, no, nah, like, you know, I want to design a sneaker. Let me, you know what I mean? It, yeah, it wasn't my time. Yeah. You know, and I respect at, that. No, thank you, bro. That. Thank you. At that point, it wasn't my time. You yeah. know, I wasn't even there. You know, I like those. Yeah. I mess with those. Yeah, bro. Like, and he got all different types of joints. Like he, he not a he not a one trick pony. Yeah. Like, I actually I actually bought this fire ass jacket from him that I wore to the fucking Heat's game. You know, I was on the floor, so I fucking snoring sound. <laughs> <laughs> I need to add that shit in, bro. They don't want to see us up, bro. That's all it is. <laughs> but yeah, nah, bro. Like I, I'm amazed truly when I tell you, like, watching you build what you've built to this point, bro. Thank it, you. It's not even like something I ever thought that. Pe- regular people could do. I thought you had to be like some big conglomerate corporation. To be able to build essentially a business, mm-hmm. like you, I'm sure you can go and do a brick and mortar type joint mm-hmm. if you wanted to mm-hmm. at this point. Like, you get so much love and support from people on social media. Yep. Everybody I talk to knows you. Mm-hmm. What, what's that like? What's, what's it like being somebody from Philly where people think we have a crab in a barrel mentality to be? Somebody who gets like so much support and love. Yo, I mean, I think it's a mindset thing. You gotta change your mindset, Um, and you can't worry about who not fucking with you. You know, sometimes you can be victimized of like, yo, like it's no support, and like you gotta really change your mindset to a winning mentality, and really just focus on the people that are supporting you, and like connecting with them genuinely, 
And that's that's me. Like so for me now it's like, yo, I got I'm like just building a building a tight knit fan base, community, supporters, collectors, but having a personal connection to the people, making sure that I I I rub the person in the right way when when like or just connect to with them in a genuine way when we do connect, you know, putting that energy in a good place. That's one of the things I learned was like um Is it? Yeah. You got one more time to say something. I'm gonna go get their fucking the car and it's up. Let me, let me go, we gonna edit that part out. I don't want I don't want YouTube fucking strike I'll bleep it out since you wanna be all fucking crazy. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um damn you bitch ass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, bro, like you're you're hundred percent right. Like it's definitely a mindset thing. And uh, one of the things I learned about sales was you're not selling to people like you're building relationships mm-hmm. and by way of doing that, you build a community yep. who will support you. And like, not even that's just like sales. Like yep. you could do whatever you want to do. Yeah. You've already like made so many genuine connections with people that they'll be like, you know what? It's Weez. I'm fucking with it. Like it don't matter. Yeah. Um. Right now I'm in the, in the, in the position of like how to serve the, how to serve the community, how mm-hmm. to serve value. Without selling, you know, okay. like the thing is, like, how do I add value to my community um, just by doing engagements or just adding value to you in a different way outside of my product, you know? So that's where I'm at now. And of have just, you found any ways to do that? I mean, so I think it's very important. I talked about me having a having a space yeah. back in a creative space back in 2016 and 18, mm-hmm. and that was a good way to connect with the community. But now my mindset is is totally different, and I want to still build that build a space where I can add value to people through workshops or. Huh, come sit down and have a drink with me. Come have dinner with me. Or, shit, he on our podcast. You feel me? You like, feel me? <laughs> like shit like that where yeah. people like want to ask questions and I'm I'm giving you resources. Yep. And then somebody might buy, yo, I appreciate that. But yo, I love those sneakers. How much are they? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. shit like that. Like, you know, just adding value to people. Yeah, like, I mean focus on serving before you trying to just sell. Yeah. I'm gonna be keep it hundred. Like that's why I I reached out to you for the mm-hmm. jacket that I bought. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, like he actually is a is a good dude. He's grinding. Like he got a family. He's not out here on some nut shit. He could be out here ski masked up. For sure, I was like no, bro. No. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> no, for, that's for, for, for real, man. It's no, crazy, bro. Like real shit. Like you could be out here. Yeah. Stealing fucking COVID ventilators, bro. Like, uh, anything. Bro, putting on a shiesty for a COVID. <laughs> yeah, bro. Fucking like, catalytic sure. converters. <laughs> God forbid we get any more of the Kia boys out oh here. Jesus. The Kia boys. Like, Kia boys when you gross. see somebody doing something positive, bro, you want to get behind that shit. Because you want to encourage people to keep doing the same shit. Like, I, I really, And I really appreciate yeah. that shit because, like, yo, this shit not easy. You know, and it's like really waking up with the faith mm-hmm. and like having vision. But like, yo, people that see you doing positive things and they like, yo, I want to get behind it. I want to support that. That like, yo, is very appreciative because that helps push a creative and the artist forward, you know. So let me ask, what was the breaking point? Because you said that you always did it like on the side, and, mm-hmm. you know it was like I'll, I'll get whatever I get from it. Yeah. I'm just doing it for the passion. Yeah. Uh, but you was doing something else for the money, yeah. right? What happened where you was like I'm doing this full time? 
I mean, yo, I um, I was just designing t-shirts. I was designing sweatshirts. I was just designing streetwear, and that shit was like, it was easy to me. Like you know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, I gotta step out my comfort zone. I gotta step out my comfort zone and take that shit up to the next level. So then I was like, I'm gonna design the sneaker, um, and like design more luxury products, higher end products. And that's when I seen when I put my energy into that, into designing that product, that yo, it it opened people's eyes. Like yo, you know. So basically, like yo, taking a step back. Not being comfortable with doing something so quick, like you know, for me, like I said, designing sweatshirts, hoodies, t-shirts, that's easy to me. Yeah. I can do that. I can do that in a, a sample in a few hours. You know, that's easy. But when it come down to a, a sneaker, a luxury product, a jacket, or you know, a shoe or whatever that is, you know, that take time. Yeah. You know, you got to be patient. You got to work with the manufacturers. You got to study. You got to see what type of materials you want, and and. I pledged myself to that and I watched how it opened up once like, you know, people seen the finished product and I put my energy into that. Yeah. I, <clears throat> the idea of stepping out of your comf comfort zone, right? Like me and Larry do it a lot on this podcast, mm -hmm. right? I mean, if you go back to the couple of few episodes mm -hmm. that we've released in the beginning, nothing to where it is now, right? Totally. Because when we started it, we were managing it within our comfort zone. Yeah, right? that's true. And after developing, you know, relationships with people coming on and being like, yo, we can actually help people. We can actually have real conversations with people. But that's not something that was natural to us. Mm -hmm. Maybe Larry more so because he's in the real estate industry and he has these conversations. Me, I'm a clown, right? You're, I just you're bullshit. You're slow. Right? Yeah, yeah, I don't get things. Right? <laughs> uh, but it was definitely something to like... Yo, let me get serious when I need to get serious because it's yeah. like that was a hard thing for me, yeah. you know? Um, and that's something that I've been working on for a long time. Like I told you I've been in real estate mm -hmm. and I remember when, or not real estate, uh, retail, wrong R, <laughs> Say you retail. You confused the hell out of me. You know, I want to be Larry when I grow up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I've been in retail and I started part-time or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I got to like an assistant manager position, yeah. right? I remember having a conversation with my dad. Mm -hmm. Like, he was like, oh, good for you. Get into that. I was like, yeah, I think that's as far as it goes, though. Like, I remember telling him, I, you know, I'm not going to be a store manager because that's unreal for what? me. I didn't, like, put faith in myself that was that I would be responsible for an entire building, mm -hmm. the people in it, the way that it works, the functionality within, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't put that in myself because yeah. that but when it happened, yeah. Or the opportunity presented itself, I had to get out of a comfortable place. Yeah. And put myself in a position where it was serious, yeah. something I didn't really know, had to force myself to learn shit mm -hmm. so that I could be successful at it. Yeah, that's for real. And like the more you do stuff, the better you become. So exactly. like like you talk about the podcast, like you are you gonna look like I look at back at my old designs and be like, damn, that shit was ass. <laughs> You know, yes, sir. but it's like the more and the more you want to get better, and the yeah, more you yeah. do stuff, the more you get better. Right. You get what I'm saying? So I think it's this human nature of just working, working on your craft mm -hmm. and whatever Stick you do. So next thing you gonna be like, yo, I was a manager. Now you gonna be like, yo, I, um, a few years later you gonna be like, I own the building. 
you know, now I know how to manage the managers. Right. You get what I'm saying? I right. know how to do. So right. it's levels, yeah. you know. And like we talked about, like the things that I've learned in retail, mm-hmm. right? Being able to manage people correctly, I think, mm-hmm. uh, super important. To be right. Well, Larry, fuck off. Uh, super important. Like I need to be able to have a conversation with somebody that may not be performing a certain way, and make them feel that they can perform that certain way if they, you know, do this differently or try that differently. Totally. Um. So, I mean, I don't want to be in retail forever. Hopefully, we can get this podcast in a place where it's successful and everything. Yeah. Um, I think those skills are going to carry over. Yeah. You know what I mean, we have to have more people bringing on. Once this grows, the team has to grow. Yeah. And, you know, Larry only does retail, so I don't know what that's going to do for us. But me and or real estate, I keep mistaking the wrong arts. I'm not even going to correct you anymore. You just gonna look like a fucking idiot on camera no so, i'll do just edit thing. it out don't forget who fucking edits this shit <laughs> i hate I'm, that shit i'm a piece of shit together they when, be like, Yo, when you want to look good spitting. you can make yourself look good and make me look and like let, shit i'm spitting i'm gonna put all the parts of larry like uh, uh. <laughs> that's gonna be all the clips i'm that's stumbling nuts. and shit that's nuts. Um, but yeah it just comes down to like you said just committing to something and growing with it, understanding that you're going to make mistakes mm-hmm. and fixing those mistakes. Yo, do you mind if we talk money a little bit? Okay. All right. What do you think you spent uh, as far as like just getting into where you are now? Like when you was like, all right, I'm going to take this serious. Do you remember what your initial investment was? Yo, like when it comes to my creativity, I do. It's like, it's no limits. So like I really... I can have my last few hundred dollars. I'm spending that shit. You get what I'm saying? So right. it's like for me, and like I got to learn how to make better decisions when it comes down to like just throwing shit out there for create, like being more calculated yeah. when it comes to like the creativity. But to answer to, to answer that question, when it comes to my creativity, I don't really... I don't really calculate it because it's really my... It's my passion. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I really, I'm really doing what I got to do to like... See that vision come to life. I noticed that actually with a lot of artists, it's like there's no set number. It's like I'm gonna invest whatever it takes to get me to where I feel like or I'm happy with this product. Cause this girl I used to date was an artist. She used mm-hmm. to paint and every, and she would invest her last dollar in fucking acrylic paint if mm-hmm. she had to, mm-hmm. if she had a show coming up. Yeah. Because then she could sell something and make all that fucking money right back and then some and yep. then be right back onto the next thing. Totally. Totally. It's kind of the same thing. But for then you. you have to have the conversation of like what's confidence versus irresponsible, right? Uh, That's true. Like, how did you manage that? I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, saying when it comes to your creativity, like you're just going to throw it all in. Mm-hmm. But you married now, or are you? I'm a fiance. A yep. fiance about to. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, you didn't is say that congratulations still? to me when I got engaged. I think he did. I think I did. You I'm stupid. Sure. I think I was on the pod. <laughs> 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 like, is it. it Obviously, you're you're in a different place now, right? Yep. Um, but would it still be the same now? Like you have uh, your fiance, you're trying to grow, right? You, yes, daughter. Yeah, daughter. Is the thought process the same? Like I'm about to put every nickel and dime into this creative place, or how do you separate your 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 confidence from, like I said, irresponsibility? Yeah, I mean it's my livelihood. So like, if it's an idea that comes to my mind and I gotta create it and mm-hmm. I gotta invest what I got. To do it, I'm doing it. Um, and, yo, I, I got to live like that because, you know, just having that vision. You know, but I think it's a balance, like you said, of making great choices and, and just 
not doing some stupid shit. Yeah. So like yeah, with me right. and my fiance, we talk a lot about ideas. That's all we do. Sometimes I'm ramming her head off about ideas. Like, yo, what you think about this? What you think about this? She's like, oh, chill, She'll be chill. like, yo, relax. Like, like, <laughs> chill, chill for a minute. Um, but like, you know, it's just that feeling. Yeah. You know, when you got that feeling of something that's that that's going to work, mm-hmm. you put it all in. You know, right? Has perfectionism ever gotten in the way of your creative process? Nah, that's why I'm really originally distinct. So it's like, yo, we not perfect. You know what I'm saying? We all our own unique person, people. We all are, you know, we all our own one person. We're yeah. not perfect. So I really embrace my flaws through originally distinct and through the art and through the creativity. I that's like that, and that's something moment. that you need to take note of, my guy, because Glenn. Like oh, I first said, of all, don't throw Glenn under the nah, fucking I'm a, I'm a fucking what are you doing here? You know what I mean? Shut the fuck up, Larry. <laughs> yes, that Jameson making you real bold, <laughs> nigga. Crazy, right? uh, but Glenn has talked about doing apparel since high school. High school. And that's one thing that I know that if he ever gets the opportunity to do it, he's going to jump into it. Right? But the idea of perfectionism is stopping him. Like, if I'm going to start, it needs to be everything that he needs it to be. If it's anything less, then he's not going to put it out there. He's not going to want to do it. And we have a successful person here who's saying to get the fuck out of that thought process. It's not even just that. Sometimes it's the altruism of it, too. It's like, now he, you know, here we go. With oh, right. you you, know what he's a human dictionary. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm we got to listen to him. Altru- altru- yeah, yeah. Let's define <laughs> altruism for the audience. Just... For the good of the person, you don't necessarily do it for yourself. Awesome. All right. Now, you go ahead. That, man. Dr. Strange. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, sometimes it ends up getting to a place where, like, you know how Kanye said, I want to make this, I want to make all my products affordable. I want to make this reachable and attainable for uh, for my customers. Sometimes I get to that point where I don't want to charge. Like, I see what a Jerry Lorenzo will charge for a jacket like that. Uh-huh. And it's like well, damn, this is $1,600. Yeah. And I understand the the quality, I understand the materials that go into it, and I respect it because yeah. you got to feed your family too, right? Yeah. So, but it's like, do I feel good charging you $1,600 for something I probably spent $400 to make? You know what's crazy? And, and my perspective is this. That's what always been my perspective. That's why I started really making clothes because I couldn't afford a lot of shit. You get what I'm saying? Mm. I couldn't really afford the... Be walking around in the newest J's. Um, back in college, you know, everybody had the J's, like the, the streetwear, like just the fly shit. And I had to go there and be like, yo, I'm gonna create, I'm gonna create my stuff. And that's how it still is today, you know. So the stuff that I'm inspired by, I kind of create my own originally distinct version of it, mm-hmm. but still make it original, you know, still give it its own taste. And that's my model. So, yo, um, I'm. If it's something that I like, I'm gonna create it. You know. So that's like kind of a mindset. So to kind of roll off of Glenn talking about you know the numbers and shit, how do you create something and then be like, this is how much this is gonna cost? I like to be like in between. Like I'm all like I'm all about being a hybrid. Like I want to be like in between the best of both. Okay. You know. So I want to. I want to. I don't want to be too high end, or I don't want to be too low end. Cheap. I want to be right in the middle, yeah. and that's like that's something that inspires me with everything that I do. Anything that I create, it's like hot. Even when it comes down to painting on a, a, a canvas or whatever, it's like the hybrid. Like, 
So that's how I look at things. Um, yeah, I had another question. It's just uh, when you create your clothes, are you creating like multiple sizes of shit? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from small How's to two X. Okay. Um, so what I did was what helped me um, when I created the sneaker. What I did was I made people sign up for a wait list. And what, ah, that's so good. when they signed up for the wait list, they had to put their name, their phone number, their email, and their shoe size. size. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. now that helped me measure what sizes to get. And you know what, what demand saying? is. Yeah. And understand the demand. Um, so that's what I do now to kind of try to gauge who's in, is this product hot? Is people interested in it? And what sizes I'm gonna go up to? I'm gonna I'm steal gonna go that to. fucking idea, bro. I'm what <laughs> I'm gonna do. What I'm That's gonna why I put it out there, bro. That's a smart I'm thing. gonna call clients and ask them, like, you know, what kind of like product or property, rather, like, are you are you in the market for right now? Mm-hmm. And then I'll I'll put you on my like my list to contact people in set amount of time yeah. because, bro, that's such a fucking brilliant idea. Like, I. You're 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 not only servicing them and providing them the exact thing that they want, mm-hmm. but you also have an idea for what your business needs in mm-hmm. order, like in order to keep yeah. itself moving. Like yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna collect all of these people, mm-hmm. I'm gonna feed them, and then I'm gonna feed myself at the same fucking time, bro. Shout out to you. That Thank you. That was a huge point for me. I got to a point where I got frustrated, where it was like, yo, you can't depend on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. depending on the algorithm. And like making sure everybody see your stuff, but like, how can I put something out there, see who's interested by having a link where they can go and enter their data or enter, you know, their information? And now I can kind of measure what I'm receiving, and now I can strategize on how I'm gonna release it. Yeah, and that's that's I, I like that a lot, man. I think it that makes so much sense. It just yeah. makes too much sense, right? Where it's like common sense. Just went out the window where I didn't think that that would, like, I don't think it's shit like that. Because with other wait lists, right, you're just on it. And then if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. So if if we do it his way, I'm going to at least get a 13 because they make three 13s in the size run and that's it. So I never get anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So... And you know, I'm I'm on my weight loss journey. So once I get down, I'm gonna buy some of your shit because two X don't fit me. But I'll get there <laughs> for sure, bro. So that was like that's for like the pre orders. Like you know, for me, like a, that that fit my pre order model mm-hmm. of just scaling. I mean, just measuring how I'm going to um, what sizes I'm gonna yeah. run and like the people that's interested and how I'm gonna release it to the people. So when it comes to creating those different sizes, you have a distributor that you work with? Yeah, manufacturer. Manufacturer. Yeah. And what do you do? You create the design and then you send it to them and yep. they create it for you. So you you create a design, you know, you got your design, you got your details of your design, and then you reach out to your manufacturer, whoever you find that can deliver it to mm-hmm. create a sample. Okay. So um, I get samples created. Before, I used to be like a guy that was like, yo, I want to do this t-shirt, I want to do this hoodie. Let's go with 50 of them, you know, and not creating samples. So, yeah, not creating samples and not knowing how this this product is going to really move in the market, but just doing it. So at that point in time, that's, that's, you know, it's it's not too much business sense behind it. It's more of like an ambition. Inspiration. Inspiration. But now I got a little more strategy. I, I developed a little more strategy of like, how to be more efficient. Right. Has anyone ever stolen your designs? 
Mm-mm. I mean, yo, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> on some, I mean, on, the, on some real shit, y'all. What I realize is this: nothing is original. You know, everything has been done. I, I've been saying this like right. for a minute that originality is dead. I yeah. think that original ideas are gone. It's just tweaking shit. And yeah, reinventing. exactly. Yeah. Um, and so at one point, I used to be this guy when I was stuck in my ways. I used to be this guy that was like trying to fucking create something new under the sun, trying to create a trend. And then I watched somebody like that was more popular than popular than me take what I did and you know kind of take it to the next level and then become more popular off of it. And then I'm just the guy that's salty, like fuck, you know, people don't, you know. And so that was that's a loser mentality. So then once I got to the point of realizing that nothing is original, um, you know, you know, it's reference points. It's like it's all about it's evolution. Like when you look at evolution, like basically, um, nothing is new under the sun. It's yeah. like everything has been done, but it's certain time periods of when things were done. I think it was Drake who said like when the allegations came out that he was ghostwriting and shit, <laughs> uh, he was like, he said in an interview or something, I think creatives should be able to borrow from other creatives, but that's yeah. like, you know, that's like his way of subtly saying like, all right, if I did have a nigga ghostwriting for me, whatever, it, it shouldn't be a big fucking deal because right. we should be able to inspire each other without getting backlash for it. It's this um, quote that sticks with me and it say, it's good I- Good artists copy, great artists still. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, yeah. Quentin Tarantino yeah. That's hilarious, bro. God. And it's so, valid. I don't know, man. I, I I would feel I would feel some type of way for sure. Like especially if I spent all this time, all this hard earned time and money, developing like a nice silhouette. Like that jacket is fire. Thank you. If I spent all this time, get off his dick. But it's like if I spent all this time, like to the letter, like even if they just tweaked like the I would be so insane. I would be mad. But and it's crazy because like this is a reference of a Saint Laurent jacket that I kinda turned into my into originally distinct right. by putting the words on the front, putting the words on the jacket. They just got something that just don't have nothing on it and don't have, it's just plain. Right. But like, you know, it, it, it goes back to like me seeing a reference and me kind of making it mine. Like, but like still being original with it. You, you, know? you know Dapper Dan story? Y- yeah. That's it a frustrating it, story. It, it ain't no fucking difference, bro. I don't know like, who that is. You want to explain to him, uh, dictionary man? And use Does the, have to do with the use dictionary? the biggest <laughs> words that you have in your fucking artillery. Uh, yeah. Here we go. It's a sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dapper Dan is a gentleman from uh, from Harlem, correct? Right. Um, and basically, he got a lot of the textiles from like Gucci, Louis, Fendi, all these like really well known Italian French fashion brands. Um, and he was making some of the most original, gorgeous, one single item like pieces yeah, yeah, for yeah. like rapper like LL Cool J had a whole bunch of them. Um, like he was making, he was literally making things for stars. Mm-hmm. And he got uh, basically cease and desist from all these like super high power fashion houses because mm. he was using their textiles. Um, and it got to a point where people started to boycott them. Cause it's like, hey, this we can't afford y'all stuff. Mm-hmm. 
his stuff looks better anyway, and we're getting it for a better price. They ended up sending him their their actual official textiles. So now he's like an official licensed. Wow. Yeah. So he can create custom pieces for all these individuals. Ain't that's that some shit. See, when it started, I thought it was gonna not be like like some people shut him shit shut him down. And they tried. Like, they tried for the, years. But that's that's the community got behind him. Yeah. That's what what community? Uh, what community yours, do you think? Right? Just out of curiosity. Well, I mean, I mean, his community was definitely a part of it. Definitely a part yeah. of it. Um, like in, anything MC. No, 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 no. Just Larry's community, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the same community, honestly. And that, and that also lets you know that they're watching. So yeah. now you got the you got the attention of of a high a high end powerhouse billion dollar company. Yeah. You're yeah. in the right direction if you're doing that. <laughs> exactly. So like when you underground and you're trying to make your way up. You gotta put yourself in a position to kind of compete with the big, the higher ups. You yeah. know, would you ever do a collab with somebody like a Louis Vuitton or something like that? I mean, for sure. I mean, like he hear that money, he like you're fucking right. I mean, <laughs> yo, um, you know, I'm gonna just keep on doing me. Yeah. Um, but like if that opportunity, if that opportunity was to present itself, for sure. I mean, you know, that just. Definitely help put us on a larger scale because every day somebody new discovering. What Have you done collabs in the past? Um, yeah, I, I mean, not like on. A, I never did an official Colvin collab mm-hmm. just yet, but like you know, I collab with like some of my homies with like doing art pieces and okay. shit like that, designs, and that and that's cool, you yeah. know, to me. Um, with the collaboration thing, is it's about the energy, yeah. you know, and there's some collaborations in the works with some artists. That I got high respect for, regards for, um, but it's all about the chemistry and the energy. Energy that that can't be forced. Yeah, you got to yeah. understand each other. Man, I agree. I think I think low key, like people don't even people don't even realize Philly is like a like a heavy heavy art scene. Like Lancaster Ave, like all of that shit, they be doing mm-hmm. art shows and all kinds of stuff. And they got um, underground arts over on Collar Hill. I think mm-hmm. um, they be having like. Was it pancakes and booze? That's like a big art show that that travels the country. I think um, they come to Philly. So when you talk about that, like I can only imagine that you tapping in with people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. It's like, have you have you felt like working with other people inspires you to do new shit? Yeah, I mean, yo, I use the world as inspiration. So like, just a simple conversation, you know, I can find some inspiration, you right. know. So like. Us talking, it's going. It's some inspiration in that, where I can be like, I can go back home, go to the lab, and be like, I'm gonna create this because, you know. So, I'm just mindful. Like, right. just being mindful is important. Um, you know, period. Like, I, I, I talk. Like, I talk to people that might be homeless. You know, I, or people that's like doing art on the sidewalk and shit like that and like you know just having a conversation you just so I'm, I'm I just talk to people and just be mindful what do you think would take Philly fashion to the level that it should be mm. that's that's a that's a great question um yo man I think I think just open mindset you know I think just being open I think Philly um is a is a great place um but I think we all got it's a stigma you know, everything, I mean, but I guess everybody, every city or um, culture has a stigma to it. But Philly just, everybody too cool for school. Like, Philly got that ego. Like, everybody feel like they somebody. And I think it's like, 
you know, just having your own state of mind is what's is what's really important. Um, yeah, you know, I think we, I think a lot of stuff come late to us. You know, yeah, it's like we get, like we got the swag. Yeah. You know, Philly That's got true. the swag for sure. But um, you know, Philly waits till it becomes a trend in other places, and then be like, all right. We're going to do it the Philly way. It goes like Cali, some other spots, hits New York, and then come down to us. Yeah. That's real shit. So do we have to like jump in front of the line, just create some shit? Or is adapting what other people do, is that still a good strategy? We just got to do it quicker. Or <sighs> just be open. Like, just yeah. be open-minded, you know? I think it's all about the mindset. And I think that's what opens people up to do things because I remember like as a kid and shit, I wore a mohawk and shit. Like and like niggas was like, yo, like you got a mohawk. You like, you drawn. Like what's up with you? And then like two years later I see the same dudes like they got mohawks and shit. Like you get what I'm saying? But at that point in time it, it became a trend. So like you know for me it was like it was just something I wanted to do. Yeah. No, I think um to Wee's point Philly has to get to a place where they're not taking inspiration, like all of their inspiration from other people. Like it, it needs to get to a place where we're like supporting each other, supporting from within and then pushing our shit to everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I think for you, I think if you was to get somebody like a meek or somebody to like sport your shit one time on camera, like that shit would make your your brain like, I don't know if it is or not but like a, a nationally recognized kind of thing because yeah. you already have the look with your designs for sure niggas would just have to see it and be like damn originally this thing what the fuck that's on fire like oh, yeah. let me check this out that's that's what it be about like you know and like really putting like really putting yourself in position I'm realizing that like today nothing is I mean you still got organic things but you gotta really put yourself in position you know, um, just making sure you got the material, making sure you can deliver it up. Yeah. Making sure, like, once you got your material and everything built up, to expose expose yourself, you know, so people can be exposed to what you got going on. And, um, yo, yeah, I mean. So let, let me take it back to the beginning a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or if you could go back, what's a couple mistakes that you made in the beginning? That you would avoid now. Um, basically, um, just um, designing designing stuff without knowing that if it's a product that people are really interested in. Okay. Um, so that's why I created the wait list, and that's why you know developing samples and just testing the waters, putting things out there, and seeing if it's like something that people are really engaged by. Um, so beforehand, you know, I would put all my money into a collection, mm. into a design that I felt like that was nice, but other people may not feel like, other people may not liked it, or other people might not court on. Real shit. Actually, that, that kind of leads me to the next point. Have you ever gotten any engagement from like maybe socials, um, or some other sort of analytics, but when you just put it out yourself anyway, just at, like analytics may not have been messing with it. But you still put it out, and it still ended up doing very well. Actually, let me answer that, because the jacket that I bought from him, actually, I think I was, like, one of the first people to see it and comment on the shit. But it was fire. I was like, yo, 
He was like, yo, if I did like one or two more of these Jones, who would buy it? And I was like, nigga, I'll buy that jacket. Like, right. that shit fire. Let it, it me was get that it. One? No, no, not that one. It's oh, something different. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. still messing with that jacket. No, nah, my, my shit is exclusive. I don't think he's making no more of those. So, like, <laughs> no, man, I'm, I'm too late. Out. <laughs> Just, I'm going to take any chance I get the flex. Larry, calm the fuck down. You heard that song, Power Trip, Miguel nope. and Jacob? Nope, shut no. the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, George. Do we need to take half of this segment and like unpack this animosity that no, you got no, for a brother? No, I just missed you. It's been two weeks since we I been know, there. and I ain't been replying to your texts like I usually. You know what that does to me. Know, All right, make up off camera. <laughs> no, no, we, we good. We good. So do you do you think um like your plan moving forward is just do more of the same shit that you've been doing? Or like what how do you take Originally distinct to the next level, if you thought about it, really getting in front of the people. Um, like I already, I right now I'm at a point where I have like a, a tight knit um, base and you do. supporters, but I think it's also expo- it's people that don't know about originally distinct. So really, just getting out of my comfort zone of building something organically and really like investing into more marketing and um, you know investing into working with more experts and PRs that can um, help expose us yeah. in a different manner. Because um, it's, it's necessary. You know, it's definitely necessary, for sure, you know, to really be exposed. Some pe- A lot of people don't got a mind of their own, so they need confirmation from influencers. That's true. Damn. He said people don't have a monitor. I never really thought about it like that. Well, that's real shit. Like they need to know that somebody can validate them mm-hmm. because otherwise they don't know if they what they're doing is the right it's thing. It's scary, honestly. Yeah. yeah, like well, how the fuck do you like how did you get this far in life Probably on your own? Oh, Jesus Christ. Nah, I couldn't live my life like that, bro. I have always been the odd man out. Like, you know, in, yeah. in, in high school, I wasn't, I didn't have clicks. Like, I know, like, I was on the basketball team, but I was always doing my own thing. That was, you know, and then I seen people like you, like, if y'all play, like, on the football team, usually y'all was close. Like, mm-hmm. I seemed like, like that just kind of built that kind of com- camaraderie. Right. So, like, I guess, like, if you do your own thing in a way, you're, like, you're weird, you're an oddball, but later on, like you can appreciate that more because you develop a mind of your own, right? Yo, that's yo, that's me. I, I feel like I was an eyeball, you know, especially like in in my neighborhood, like um, being a creative person with the mohawk. Yeah, just being a creative. <laughs> yeah, being a creative person, like you know, going to the rack, playing sports, and people might basically try to judge you off of your capabilities on sports. Like, oh, you can't play baseball or you can't, you know, play this. It's and it's so like, dog, like I'm just, just I'm just having fun. <laughs> you know, like, and then like it's people be like, yo, like, yo, you doing this? Right. Damn. And it's like, you you know, yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. And it's like, you know, but those people never knew me. Like they never they never knew who I really was. You feel me? Right. So it is what it is. I like to ask guests who come on if um, they were going to give somebody else like an advice or how they could be better in something similar that you're doing. Like, what would be like three things that you would tell somebody trying to follow in your footsteps that they should do? Mm-hmm. Um, one is um, a mentor, right? Mentors is definitely important. I think we all need mentors. Like, I agree. Um, you know, even me, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need somebody that you look up to that can, like, 
inspire you. Um, so, and then another one that would be be you. Right. You know, just be a follow your intuition. Um, be original. You be know, originally distinct. Yeah. yeah, like just follow your intuition. If it's some, sometimes the things that scare you the most be the things that you need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they really take yourself to the next level. And um, so that was that was so one was getting a mentor, two was really being being you, and three like being able to measure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that being able to measure who's really interested in your product or your release or your 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 your, your startup your 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 um your new product whatever you want to. Be able to have a system where you can test the waters, yeah, um, for your new development or whatever that is, and and have have a plan behind that. You know, all right, if you're not getting the engagement that you need, all right, this is the next step I'm gonna do um, to get more engagement. So develop a plan. Yeah. So it's fire. Yeah, it's funny that I hear so many successful people in in their own way saying, "Get a mentor." Mm-hmm. Right, like Larry says it all the time. He has a coach that he he helped him get to where he is. Mm-hmm. You're sitting here successful, and you're saying the same thing. You know, uh, we had John, right, who was a personal trainer, and we asked him the same question. You know, how do you how do you get in shape? How do you get fit? Say, so get a coach. Get a coach. And yo, even with like, you need an accountability partner. Like for me, right, I work out in my house, right. <laughs> so I might do fucking twenty dumbbells and be like, all right chilling you feel me all right another five minutes i do 20 more but when i had a trainer when i had a personal trainer i was in the best shape you know like i seen the results because you really had an accountability partner yeah Um, and and that's why i think like this podcast works for both me and larry because accountability right if there's something that happens in an episode like visually or audio wise you know because i know larry is there Mm-hmm. And he's gonna see it. He's gonna judge it. I acknowledge the the flaw in it, right? Like I've never made a mistake in here and tried to see if Larry didn't figure it out, mm-hmm. right? I kind of always go to Larry Lowe. This this is fucked up. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Right. And it's not gonna happen again. And right. it's gonna continue. Yeah. And Larry has done the same shit where he feels like he wasn't in the conversation as much as he should have been, mm-hmm. right? And he does the same shit where he comes to me and he goes. Yo, I wasn't in it in this one. My bad. I'm going to do better. Right? Because we hold each other accountable yep. in that way. So I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I agree. I'm, that, that shit is super important, bro. Um, I guess to piggyback off of your two and three, nobody, everybody says being original and being yourself. They, everybody says it all the time. But it amazes me how much people actually do not follow that advice. Mm. Like everybody wants to be someone else so bad. It's hard, bro. Mm. I'm 32. I'm still learning about myself. Like, I'm, because I mean, what it is? I think you? that's the goal. Like for me, it's like I want to just learn as much about myself. Like I want, I just want to learn about myself. Keep on learning about myself by the day. And like last night, I mean, like a few days ago, I know this weirdest shit, but I was like, it was like four in the morning. I'm like, yo. I feel like life repeat itself in like ten year phases. Like yeah. you know, you might be in a, you might look back ten years and and can reference the space that you was in, but 
you might be in that same space now, but at a different level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like, yeah. for sure. Just like I don't know, but using those type of instances to learn about yourself and to like discover the new you, I think is more about just reinventing yourself constantly. Yo, we talk about that actually in real estate. It's like every three or four years, I can't remember exactly. They said you should reinvent yourself mm-hmm. and push push your brand in a new direction and, mm-hmm. and add things to your business because life changes. You change, the business changed, housing prices are, are different, the styles of houses are different. Yep. Like you can't expect to excel and succeed the same way you did 10 years ago mm-hmm. because shit's just always different. Our parents most likely didn't have the fucking internet, right? So they they try and tell you, oh, well, you ain't reading. How are you gonna learn? YouTube, nigga. Like Facts. I'm I'm going to the Facts. internet. Like yep. shit is different. It's different. And now, yo, with AI, Chat GPT, we got a whole different, like we got a whole different animal on our hands now that we being exposed to. So it's like I'm asking Google shit, and Google giving me references to click on links. I can go ask Chat GPT. And they giving me answers. I saw some. I saw some AI generated like Nike tech. I'm like, See, that yeah. shit was fire. Yo, it was flames. <laughs> I was literally was about flames. to ask, like, as as an artist and as a designer, his job is in jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. Is, do you feel like AI can come take your shit? Like, people can just type in an idea. AI oh. is gonna generate some shit that's fire. And then they can just oh, this is what I'm gonna make create. me an originally distinct type jacket. That's what that's they when gonna I type get in. Mad, bro. That's like, when I, get no, mad. I don't think. I mean, I think for me, it's it's for me to also learn AI. Yeah. You gotta be better than AI. Like yeah. learn it, <laughs> be able to prompt it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hired some interns, right? And I was like, one day I was in a position where I was like, should I tell them about this program? And I was like, I gotta tell them. You know, I gotta tell. So, hun. Here's your assignment. Go hop on this AI pro on, on this AI program and use it and you know develop, you know, a pitch deck or whatever we need to develop. But learn it. Now that makes me more of a higher leader of not holding information back, but teaching them something. And that's the culture that I want to build. That's love. Um, of just teaching people new shit, yeah. you know, and not holding them back. And I think it's important for us to. Understand, understand it, learn it. So you, know? you just on some shit like you can't beat them, join them type. Like because technology is not gonna stop, right? Yeah, it's not gonna stop. It's right. evolution. Like it's gonna keep on evolving. Right. And like you don't want to become one of these old grumpy ass person. Like you know, you you know <laughs> you that's his law. <laughs> Facebook. I'm not uh, using that shit. Like, just in my day, we yeah. used to get on the paper. Shut the fuck up. Get on the paper. <laughs> Yeah. Why do I need to go to Facebook Marketplace? I can just go down to Tommy Jones thrift shop and grab the daily news. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> None of those places. It's not that way, bro. No more. It's not that way. Adapt or die. Yeah. And you'd be stuck. You'd be in a slump mm-hmm. trying to get yourself out until you really open your mind and be like, yo, I was wrong. You know, I use a lot of the AI shit like as an I like for the thumbnails. Did you really? I always go to some kind of AI and type in the idea and see what comes up. Yeah. And then I'd be like, that shit is trash. <laughs> or I'd be like, that shit was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm gonna kind of replicate That's it in my own hilarious. way. Yeah. And I do that all the time. I think artists will benefit a lot from AI actually, 
people are like, oh, AI is going to put artists out of business because they can do like generated photos and all this bullshit. But I think artists will be able to pitch ideas to AI that the AI, it doesn't understand totally. humans, I don't think. Like, it, it, I don't know if it's possible. Like, it, it's, it's created by humans. Mm-hmm. So what it's going to do is put together what it thinks is a good idea. Yeah. It's going to be imperfect. But then somebody like you... You understand your community. You've mm. connected with these people on a personal, emotional level. Mm-hmm. So you can take whatever bullshit idea you got from the AI and be like, all right, I see what this could be. This is like a foundation. Let me work off of that. So it's not like putting your job in jeopardy, more so like you're leveraging the technology. And yeah, it's helping you with clarity. It's helping you with organization. Yeah. You know, like sometimes as artists, you all over the place. Your mind is in so many different places and you're trying to learn one thing at a time and you blur, you can be blurred or... You know, it may take you some time to learn this shit, but with AI, if you know how to prompt it and know how to communicate with it, it can give you your answers in one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. and now you got some clarity. Like, all right, I know, I know how to do it. I know how to use my human being skills and yeah, do it now. You know? Yeah, I think. Oh. My bad. No, no, I wasn't saying nothing. Uh, I think it's going to create some push and pull. Like, I have some some reservations against it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like with stuff like AI, it's going to pull everything off the internet. So, again, you got your inspiration from the St. Laurent teddy jacket, mm-hmm. and you created something crazy off of that. Yeah. But it's like if St. Laurent is like, all right, cool, I want my market share back, and they just put anything through a whatever AI, it's going to pull up everything, including that. And I think that's what scares me is that there's no... Like, your market share gets pulled into that. But I think what makes the mark of a good creator is their ability to adapt to that, which is what you were saying, adapt or die. So it's like, even if you can always outsmart an AI, they don't have intuitiveness. Mm -hmm. So, like, you creating something crazier off that, that just tests your ability. So I feel like there's going to be a a really good push and pull on that. Yeah. I think just don't get too deep into it. You know, I mean, know what's going on. Learn, be a be 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 a sponge, but just don't get too stuck into it where you start losing that personal human mm-hmm. touch. You know, sometimes you can get so deep into something that you end up getting lost. Um, so like like I said, I'm the I'm the hybrid. Like, you know, I like to, you know, I'm 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 cool enough, um, I'm nerdy enough to um to like communicate with people that's nerds, that's cool. But then I'm also cool enough to understand culture as well. So like just that You got the balance. Just that balance. Like, yeah, yeah like, you know, I think that's very important. I think um <laughs> to your point, Glenn, it's actually interesting because what I hear you saying is you want some sort of fairness. Right, yeah, between sure. like the mega corporations and the people like us. Mm-hmm. Not even just mega corporations, but places like Shein, which can just make something at the drop of a hat. I, I Yo, would argue that Shein. I was, just tell, I was just talking to um, talking to him about that as far it's as like George. <laughs> my bad, George. You good, bro? No, Don't worry about him. Fuck that like, nigga, George. He, he was talking about basically, you know. Online shopping and shit, mm-hmm. um, and like how you gotta fill it, how you gotta fill and test the product, 
And like, you know, you, you got these websites like Shein and like ML, I think MN, ML, whatever they call, ASOS, that's creating stuff for so cheap mm-hmm. that it don't even matter if you, I paid $50 for this shit or I paid this for it. I don't care. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, yo, I don't got to take it back, you know? I should go to the wash one time and it's done. Yeah. And, um, you know, in creating a luxury, he was talking, in creating a luxury product or whatnot, um, I think it's about the experience. Yeah. It's about the personal experience where people can, that, that, that they can get from being in the presence and being like, damn, I like this. It's like when people go into the, that's why people fiend and go into the Louis Vuitton store yeah. or the Gucci store or whatever because it's that feel that that it gives them, you know. But like you know, also keeping in mind that it's these companies out here that's making high end looking shit that's also eighty bucks, right? <laughs> right. You know, or fifty. Right. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So like, right. how can you take a little bit from both? Like that's like that's so that's with me on my hybrid shit again. So I got two things I want to say. First is to your point earlier. I'm gonna go take a piss. You guys can keep going. Fuck you. Get on the camera. Because <laughs> I asked you if you had to go to the bathroom before you fucking. Did. Yeah, I fucking definitely hate you. Did. I actually do. Um, but the first thing is in business, right? There's no fairness. That's true. If. If he and I are direct competitors, like, yeah, I want it to be mutual respect because, you know, this is a human being. I love him. I don't want to see him fucked up. But I also want my business to thrive. Like, if you're in business, you have to be competitive at all levels. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, yo, I mean, I think it's human nature. Um, I don't, like, I don't, I try to really, I don't really try to compete with people. Of but course. it's really like, you know, you all here to be the best. And if you're and it's if true. your customers are it's like, true. I'm not fucking with Weez right now. I'm gonna go see what Larry got. You have to step back and be like, damn, like what do I gotta do differently? Exactly. Otherwise, you don't have a fucking business. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, how can I improve? Exactly. You know, or like that's real shit. Yeah. And then the other thing I was gonna say is, I think, um, I think that speaking to the the luxury aspect that you were talking about earlier. Like I, when I went to um, I went to Paris for the first time uh, last June. Mm-hmm. I think it was back in June. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I went into the Gucci store, like you know, I'm like looking at, I'm thinking about buying some shit. They bringing me champagne, yeah. and, you know, sparkling water. So now I'm more inclined. I'm like, like you feel like you gotta buy some shit. Yeah, and I'm like, not bro, bro. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm getting like. They don't do that at KOP. It's fuck no. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting A1 treatment here. I yeah. want to spend my money here yeah. because these motherfuckers are showing me that they actually, not really, um, give a fuck about me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, so I try to take that into my business. Like yeah, what experience. Exactly. Because that makes that makes the purchase all the more special and yeah. more people are likely to come back you and buy something. Good. Exactly. I don't want to feel like I just got sold some shit. Yep. I want to feel like I just invested in myself, mm-hmm. and then you gave a fuck about that. That's why you treated me as well as you did. That's real. That's that's what that's I want. So whenever I'm talking to a client, you know, before I end the conversation, I'm like, "Is there anything else that I can do for you?" Totally. Because I want to make sure that all your needs are met before we end this conversation. Yeah. That's real. Yeah, you know I'm saying that. So that's fast. It's a master class. I'm your boy, uh, yeah. five star realtor. 
You know, you can Google me. I'll do this. <laughs> I'm on my shit today. No, I understand. It's the Jameson, bro. You can it's the Jameson, bro. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm coming out of my shell a little bit. We might have to bring this shit on the show. Oh, boy, you, you got a billboard. <laughs> you got a billboard. So, you need a sponsor. Right. Billboard sponsor. L. Billboard Brown. That's what they're going to call me. That's crazy. <laughs> Bars. Nuts. Oh, <laughs> uh, you. Um... Do we got anything else for we said? Um, yeah, there was one thing that like me and Larry talked about wanting to yes. do some merch for good, the podcast. Good point. Yeah. Uh, what advice can you give to me and him as far as getting started in that? Yeah. Uh, what should we look for? What's what are some things that we should avoid? Just any tips you can give me and Larry on how to get into the merch game. More specifically, yeah, yeah, I would say just you know start off start off simple. Um, basically, you know use a website alphabroader.com. Alpha Broader. Yeah, that's like wholesale. Yeah, you know, down. start off there, finding wholesale hoodies, t-shirts, um, and shit like that. You know, find a screen printer. Um, you okay. know, you can go on Google and find, you know, screen printers there. Me, yeah. um, get someone to design a logo or get someone to design something for your merch. And now you found a hoodie that you want, or a sweatshirt, or a t-shirt that you want. You found a screen printer that can print it. You found a designer that can, you know, that designs your stuff. Yeah. And then you also found a screen printer that can print it. So first things first is having the design. Yeah. Then is having having the wholesale, you know, resource where you can find materials mm-hmm. and then you can find someone that can print it. Okay. And I think that's the formula right there. I gotcha. Yo, do you, do you think you're more creative or more business oriented? More creative. Okay. Um, I, I mean, yo, uh, you know, it's at a point now where I want to like bring somebody, like have like an accountability partner um, on the business side because I am, I am the creative person, um, and it's tough trying to be creative and be the business. I mean, you still got to know what's going on. Yes, you course. definitely need to know what's going on. Because you're the CEO. Um, but, like, you know, having somebody just overseeing on the business side and, like, making good decisions or somebody that you can run it by and be like, yo, look, I think we should wait to do that. But I think once we do this and execute on this, then we can go ahead and move forward with that. You know, that type of time. I have the perfect person for you. So when you're ready to make that move, let me know and I'll introduce you. Okay. 100%. Um, Do you think it's possible to be 50-50? Because, bro, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I feel like as much as I am creative, I'm, like, also, like, the business oriented. Because I'm always talking to George about some shit that I want to do or, like, an idea, movie. Does business not come through as creative uh, creativity to you? I I think... Uh, no, this is the way I yeah. see it. Well, no, saying. no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the way I see it is, I implement creativity into my business. I don't, I don't see it as like for me, they're blended. Like I, okay. I can't, I can't just have like, like if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna launch a new product or I'm gonna start a business or whatever, I'm thinking from a creative standpoint. Like I want to make money, but I also want to, I want it to, to, to be like something that's represented in media or like I wanted to be able to tap into different communities and, and I want people to see it as something that's like 
almost transcendent. I know that's like a major for me to sit here and say that, just being a regular no, nigga. See, this is, how, this is why you know <laughs> what the fuck I'm saying, yeah, transcendent yeah. ass yeah, nigga. But that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like so even when even when I um I launched my credit repair business, Credit Express. I was like, I, 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 I'll tag it in right now. Listen, bro. <laughs> yeah, you got you to put the ad in right there. Right there. 17, 17 minutes in the third quarter. Change the uh, logo to credit Yeah, real shit. But like, I was like, yo, like before I even, before I even talk about systems and, and income and all of that other shit, like I want this to be something where people will hear the name and just automatically associate it with like the higher brands like Chase, American Express. I'm I'm thinking like what can I come up with that sounds like a household name and yeah. how am I going to represent that? Oh, I'll do t-shirts, I'll do hoodies. So I had um a launch event that you came to and I gave I gave away shirts and all of that shit yeah. so that I can represent the business. I'll get told shit. And yeah. of course not cuz <laughs> fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I should represent the business. <laughs> In a creative way. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like exactly what you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, sure. so I feel like um like and but they're always pulling at each other. Yeah. And yo, yo, I think it's people that really that's great at business that don't give a fuck about creativity. <laughs> Those you people know. scare me. That's my pop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Those like, people scare me honestly. Like you start talking about some creative passion shit, they looking at you. How much is going to make? What the fuck is you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> right. The, yeah. the, the episode that we had his pop on, right? We didn't even that fucking start recording. My man said, y'all got sponsors, y'all making money off of this. It was like, homie, we got to build to that. Right. <laughs> that, was shit. that was like episode six. Yeah. yeah. He wants to have a manscaping uh uh, advertising off rip. I shave my balls with man's and here's what you should. <laughs> yeah, bro, right, here's man. a picture. He <laughs> just dropped the bottle in the middle of the fucking table so the camera can see it. Like, here we promote it. I'm like, that's I, nuts. I appreciate it, Pop, but we ain't there yet. This is episode <laughs> six. We might have 20 subscribers at this point. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, you, you say you're looking for an accountability partner. Like, you want somebody to be able to take the business aspect of it and kind of gear it forward, right? And I, I think that's why this works because Larry's super business-oriented. Yeah. I, I don't know that shit, right? Like, I'm more, like, Larry says, yo... You have to stop selling your social. I th- <laughs> Thank you, Glenn. You have to stop. <laughs> Thank that. you, Glenn. Larry says, like, he wants to do something, all right? And I'm already figuring out how to do it. You're more technical. Yeah. Like, Larry says he, he has an idea for a script. Larry, let me ask you a question. Have sure. you done any research on how to write a script? I did. All right, how's that going? Uh, <laughs> I started, and I just i I felt like I was focusing on too much shit, like what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. So I was like, let me just table this till at least the podcast is self sustaining. You know what I'm saying? You know how long is that going to take? <laughs> I don't even fucking know. By bro. the time the podcast is self sustaining, that yeah. script should be done. Okay, that's crazy. Like what I'm thinking is like, yo, you need. You need a creative, like in your business period, you need a creative person. You need a, te- a technical person that can like really do all the kinks and figure the, the, the shit out, the yeah. dirty shit yeah. that's good at pitting things together. And then you need that person that's really great at business. Yeah. Like, um, I think that's very important. Like, like I just really, it really, like, it really just came to me um, because you need somebody that can, like me, I'm always thinking about the creative idea and like the exclusivity and like the shit that make you excited. But then you need somebody that's like, yo, 
How can we make this tangible? We, we gonna make this. We gonna turn this into a hundred million dollar. You yeah, know, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm about to call Macy's. I'm gonna get on the phone with Macy's or <laughs> or, or Bloomingdale's right. or you know, and that's gonna really get out there and 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 do what it need to take. You know? I was actually just gonna ask you about like like have you ever thought about doing wholesale? But I, I'm I'm completely ignorant to your business, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't know if you had any like wholesale accounts with any like. Uh, stores or anything like that. So right now it's more boutiques, not like like you know. Um, so I got a, like a lot of a few independent maker shops that's carrying the product. That's and fantastic. I, my God, thank you. That's, that's fantastic. fantastic. Thank you, bro. That's fantastic. And I see that it's important. Like visibility is really important because it's people outside of you. Um, you're not going to reach everybody just by yourself. It's, right. it's people that's going to figure out that's supposed to figure out about your stuff outside of you. Um, so I got like one of my friends has a maker shop in Northern Liberties, um, and she put one one of the new sweaters I just dropped in the window, and she sold probably like twenty of them so far, probably within the last like two two weeks or so. Damn. And like she was like, "Yo, new people been coming in. I've been getting a new crowd of people, um, you know." So that opened doors, you know. Then another maker shop. Someone bought the sweater from there. Then another independent boutique um, scene. Um, someone reached out to another independent boutique and was like, yo, I want to get a few of them as well. So then I put some in there. Um, and then, like, you know, I got galleries kind of carrying my artwork, my physical paintings and stuff like that. So I think that is really important outside of you and outside of, like, get direct to consumer e-commerce. Yeah. To- to really have accounts. Yeah, so that was the next thing I was going going to. Me and you, we we know somebody that that where when they say the exact words that you say, there's no soul behind it. Mm-hmm. You, you know don't use names, about. or you just want to talk. You know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm curious uh, what we doing. So I don't know case. if you you definitely don't know the gentleman, but I think I do. But all right, it's cool. um, I just went to your Instagram and like, th- there's very few people that say the things that you say that I believe. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that scares me when people say the things that they say and they don't believe it or they don't do it. You speaking mm-hmm. real abstract, bro. Like, no, but I went, but I went to his Instagram and you he see, see he, I see it. What, like, what, did, you, tangibility. what did you see? When he says, like, when people say buzzwords like art or creativity or or this or that, like. Mm-hmm. They say it and it just feels vapid to me mm. until vapid. I see it. It's another fucking Come on, you know word. what that word means, bro. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta write these down for later. Like, like, we live in an age right now where there's so much information out here where someone can find a little stra- uh, someone can find a strategy and be like, damn, I'm gonna turn this into a course. I'm gonna put this on e-com. I'm gonna sell this shit. I'm gonna put Instagram marketing and I'm gonna basically get rich yeah. off no, of just like really yeah. do that figuring like, out the strategy yeah. like, you know like it, it, it scares me because the bull you know exactly who I'm talking about god he, damn because man it, like I bought I bought it I, he, he sold like a poetry book <clears throat> And again, he all the all the same words. Oh, I do art. I do this. I'm, I'm oh my creative. god! And do I know this person? I you might you you also worked at the same place we all worked at George. <laughs> Be fucking for real. <laughs> oh, you, my God. You know exactly who I'm talking about, yeah, I bro. Forgot, I forgot. You know exactly who I'm talking about. And, oh. I mean, God bless the gentleman because he's, he's he's doing his thing. Uh. But, like, like there's there's really levels to this. When somebody says art and, and they're really selling art, that's a, 
I just went to the page, ladies and gentlemen, America. <laughs> Originally man, distinct. He's, a, he's legit. <laughs> Originally bro. distinct. Listen, when all that in, NFT shit was blowing up, I was like, I don't fucking understand. But my man had a whole space, mm-hmm. a whole fucking NFT space for people to come and check out his art. And this man is living. He he practiced what he preached. It's no, he wouldn't be in the Man Cave podcast if and he was on some bullshit. It just scares me that people don't, man. And it's, I really take pride and value in today. Like, you know, I, and it frustrates me. And I try not to get too frustrated um, about, like, the outside shit, yeah, you know. And yeah. I really try to focus on, you know, what I got going on. But it's really about, like, being authentic and living living what you're talking about. 100%. And not really just, all right, I found a strategy. I found a way that I can make some money. And get the bag, you right. know. And leave everybody else fucked up. Yeah, like, you know, I really want to serve value, serve people, you know, really. And be authentic and really help people in the best way that I can. Um, that's why I'm in the in the position right now where I am creating, like, a product development. And, like, even with that shit, like, I'm not trying, I'm not, I'm not even trying to sell that shit. I'm, I want to give it away to people that collect my NFTs, right. you know, and, like, you know, reach out to universities and see how can I, you know, become, be an adjunct in teaching product development for a few hours out the week or some shit. Heavy. You know, I'm not really like, you know, being like a, a, a huge social influencer, you yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, like, shout, I think we in the age right now where you gotta be an influencer of what you're doing, but, you know, Really living your truth too is really important. Yeah, to to what Glenn is saying a little bit is like uh, I I heard somewhere where announcing that you're gonna do something, telling people that this is what you're working on, uh, putting it forward and having people believe that that's what you're doing gives that person like a dopamine hit, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, I told people that I do this and I do that. Should have brought that up last week. Yeah, I, I didn't hear this until after the fact. So, okay. um, but it ties into that yeah. nonetheless. It's like. Telling people that you're going to do something for a lot of people is enough. Yeah. Right. Like I told people that I was doing this. I put it out there in the world. People think I'm doing it. I feel good. Right. Right. But the difference between this guy and that guy is he feels good when it's done. When it's created and people see it. I'm about to drop the fucking mic on the table. <laughs> no, that's God, some, that's damn. some good work. Yeah. Powerful, bro. That's some good work. That's the, that's the flyest shit you said on the fucking episode. <laughs> he said he feel good when it's done. Yeah. Backdrop, nigga. <laughs> I like that. That was fire. You might be good for something, bro. But yo, we'll see. <laughs> before we wrap, bro, tell people where they can find you, man. Yep. Thank you, y'all. I first and foremost thank y'all for having me, man. Of course. This was a definitely a great vibe. Just organic. Just being who you are, being who we are, you know. Um, but originally distinct on IG, originally distinct.com. Originally distinct. Google that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> now flexing. Right. Now flexing. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, I got yeah, to originally. Bro. I put the D pause part. Pause. And that joint came right up. That's this the clip that right there. This ain't that kind of man cave, Glenn. Chill, chill, chill. I just gave you a clip. <laughs> but distinct came right up. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, my man already got the SEO AI sh- working on your phone, bro. Just by Amen. being in his presence, they tapping Amen. in on you. Listen, bro. I'm 
Google me. Google me. He did. Bitch. <laughs> nah, but this is the Man Cave Podcast, up. y'all. We had so much fun. Thank you, Weez, for coming on. We yes, appreciate sir. you. Yes, uh, Glenn, appreciate you co-hosting oh, with I us. Appreciate. I yeah. didn't know I was going to be doing this. Even it's though fun. you came in a little sweaty. It's all love. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes you got to come, come in sweaty. You yeah. feel me? That's, I mean, it came to work, right? Right, right. Yeah, we'll we'll think about it. Uh, but we'll catch y'all on the next one, yes, man. Sir. Peace.